I know you want to hear high quality and actionable content about improving your health. It is an honor for me to have Dr. David Rosensweet here on the show with us today. Dr. Rosensweet is a functional medicine physician and was recently named one of the biggest names in anti-aging medicine. He is also the author of two books and the founder and co-chair of the Coalition to Protect Compounded Bioidentical Hormones. As a functional medicine doctor, he prioritizes a holistic perspective in health and illuminates how hormones impact the gut, mental health, and well-being. Dr. R is also the founder of the Menopause Method. He is one of the leading researchers and practitioners in the use of bioidentical hormones for menopause in women. Join our conversation today where we talk about the differences between bioidentical and synthetic hormones, how to know it's time to start replenishing your own hormones, and what types of delivery methods there are. Let's go. Welcome to Reps and Redemption a podcast for moms who want to prioritize their health and build strength from the inside out. Hey there, mama. I know you long to find the joy in all the things homemaking and motherhood while showing your kids that you don't have to give up on yourself, your goals, or your desired quiet time with Jesus just to be a good mom. I'm your host, Ashley Harvey, former college athlete, wife, homeschooling, faith-filled homemaker, mom of four, nutrition and strength training coach. If you're ready to take control of your health, lose fat, build muscle and faith, you're in the right place. Grab that iced coffee and let's dive in. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Reps and Redemption. I know I introduced Dr. David Rosensweet in the beginning of the show at the start, but I am with him right now. And go ahead, uh, Dr. David, just Introduce yourself, kind of tell us what you're all about, and we will dive into our discussion today. Well, I'm a human being. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And let's see, for the last 30 years, I've specialized as a medical doctor in treating women in menopause and men in andropause with compounded bioidentical hormones. I started out, I love medical school. It was like a church or a temple for me. Wow. I wanted to learn more. I, Mm. I, you know, patients were coming to me. They wanted to get well. Lo and behold, wouldn't you Mm. know it? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I just wanted to gather tools. And I kept on gathering tools until the early 1990s when I ran across uh, compounded hormones. And that was fascinating because I started to get results that were really remarkable and i don't think i think the whole of my career has been divinely unfolding so lo and behold i started specializing in it and that was great because in order to get good at something i couldn't get my arms around all of holistic medicine wow the knowledge base had gotten too big and so when i when i narrowed it down to treating women and men I started to get really good at things because that's all I was doing, right? right. You want to get good at something, do a lot of it. Do that one thing. If you really yes, want to get, right. wow, we can do a whole episode on that alone, right? Um, exactly. <laughs> so when you say compounding hormones, what exactly are you talking about when you say that? Well, throughout human history, the peak output of our hormones especially the ovarian and testicular hormones Mm -hmm. is age 20 plus or minus two years. And they decline from that moment on start out 
big, robust decline. And uh, they decline in women and they decline in men in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. But they're so powerful that the loss of them affects us in huge ways. Mm. Uh, some of the bigger ways is we need these hormones to maintain bone wow. and to maintain our muscles. And one of the chief reasons that ultimately women in their 80s and 90s wind up in assisted living facilities and nursing homes is they've lost their muscles. Mm. And so they move from cane to walker to wheelchair. And at that point, along with not being able to control their bladders because of muscle loss also, they wind up in assisted living facilities. And I have that perspective because I'm a physician. I see people at all ages. Right. And I'm looking at this elder, including taking care of elderly parents. And uh, I see one of the greatest things that we can do is prevent. Why prevent it? Because when it comes down to it, women and men don't like to leave their homes. They'd rather mm. stay at home. Yeah. They'd rather stay walking, talking, and thinking. That's mm. another reason why they wind up in nursing homes is they have cognitive loss. And so I started noticing how powerful a preventive these were and how powerful they were in addressing these symptoms. So, yeah, that's how do you treat these women who lost hormones? You've got a lot of choices. Right. And and that's what we were going to talk about. And I love how you really pointed out the fact that a lot of the reason we end up as a society in assisted living is because of the muscle loss. And that's what I talk a lot about on this show, hence the reps in the title of the podcast of maintaining our bone health and maintaining our muscle and building muscle. So when when you say there's several steps we could do, I know we were going to discuss kind of like a hormone replenishment roadmap. So where would we start? You were going to get into where we would start to kind of avoid these things. Well, you start whenever you get inspired to do so. And I've treated women, my own mother and my mother-in-law in their late 80s for the wow. first time to their benefit. But it's much easier when you start, when the hormones really start to decline. And, you know, the for women, some significant declines usually take place in the 40s, Mm. but in some women in the 30s. Yeah. And these hormones are so powerful that these women who are experiencing these declines usually know it. 85% of women have strong symptoms, life disruptive symptoms. They don't sleep as well. They start getting anxiety, depression. They start getting vaginal pain on intercourse if they're having intercourse mm-hmm. the list of they start getting brain fog, fog can't yeah. think as clearly energy lower well the hormones are so powerful that the lack of them causes some very significant losses mm. and there's some there's some advantages in that life disruptive thing mm. because many women get inspired to ask the question what's going on here yeah i don't want to live like this <laughs> That's yeah. right. And the problem is you got to come up with the right answer. You can't mm. come up with well, this is a Xanax deficiency. No, it's not that simple. Right. And so it has inspired many a woman to reach out and try and find out what's going on and what she can do about it. And that's the fire in the belly to get this addressed. Mm. And sometimes we need that fire 
to to yeah. ask what's going on. And would you say that the like an imbalance of hormones is is symptoms of something that's happening internally, right? That's kind of what we're talking about. It's it's not like a one size fits all. Like you said, a woman could be having pain in this area or anxiety and not sleeping. So is that kind of like you said, the fire in the belly, a telltale sign of we need to kind of figure this out and do something about it? Yeah. But the bottom line is there's been a major decline from the 20s. Mm. And these are so powerful that you feel that decline. And yes, there is. The decline is the big thing. Wow. Imbalance also plays its, you mentioned that word, it also plays a part in there. But um, what it calls for is replenishing. Mm. That's the bottom line. Okay. And the bottom line is replenishing. And you have a replenishment roadmap. And you're going to walk us through a few steps of what we could do as regards to the risks and benefits and how to determine what hormone is right for each one of us and you can take the wheel here because you are teaching me (laughs) okay sure well the bottom line is you want to find someone who really knows what they're doing Mm. and they have to be able to prescribe hormones right so this is a physician nurse practitioner or in some cases a physician's assistant Mm -hmm. and someone in your state has gotten good at this and you need that. Yeah. You know, I could go in my town here to maybe 10 different orthopedic surgeons and they'd all be well-trained. They'd all be working out of the same knowledge base. And that's great, but you can't do that for hormones mm. because the whole world of hormone training got stunted with some false reporting of risk. So there is no specialty. Wow. Our group is working on that specialty. So the main job of everyone in your audience is to go shopping. Mm. Because I assert there's someone in your state. It only has to be in your state because you can do such great work with telemedicine as far as menopause goes. You still have to have a primary care provider. Mm -hmm. You still have to have annual exams by someone who knows how to do it. But for hormone balancing, telemedicine works perfectly. So you got to find someone in your state who's doing, who's saying, I know a lot about hormones. Hormones. You're good at it. Right. And, <laughs> and you got to find them. And would and you say that, job. would you take a certain approach, like uh, holistically speaking, like you said earlier, before we got started, would you kind of, would you try to fix it first, maybe solo, or would you work with a primary care or an MD or just a specialist in the area even to try to figure it out so you're not kind of shooting in the dark and trying to figure out which ones? Do you think a yeah, panel would I, be the I best? I took this right to the what I thought was the best a woman can do. Mm. Because these hormones are complex and each woman is an individual. Right. And in the perimenopause, you're, you got a moving, you, you got a, a, a rodeo ride going on called your body knows your hormones are dropping. Mm. It tries to stimulate them through pituitary stimulants. So you get a rise and a fall and a rise and a fall and you're up and down. Unlike the smooth hormonal output out, out of a young woman who's regularly menstruating. So the the point is each individual woman is different too. Mm-hmm. Like 
some women they need a lowish amount of estrogen and they're they're fertile they have regular periods they can sustain a pregnancy and they're perfectly healthy Mm -hmm. other women need three times that amount they're fertile they're regularly menstruating they're healthy there's tremendous variation just in the estrogen family Wow. And there's tremendous variation in the progesterone family and progesterone and tremendous variation in the testosterone amounts. And a woman can all three of those variables operating. You need to customize it. Hmm. So you need someone who understands that. Right. And they have access to compounded bioidentical hormones who you're looking for. The best of the best. The people who really love this work are gravitating to doing the precise individualization you can do with compounded bioidentical hormones. That's the same molecule hmm. that your ovary put out. They're not using it from, they're not using artificial stuff in there. They're using the same molecule that your ovary put out. And I described this in detail that a, a book I wrote for the public called Happy Healthy Hormones, and they can download a free PDF copy of that book on your website if you want. Oh, per- that would be excellent. I can link that also in the show yeah, notes. Just, just ask Karina to uh, send you the link to that. Perfect. And then I really wrote it for women because if you go to an orthopedic surgeon, you don't have to show up with a book and say, now this is how I want you to do this. Right. No, they already know how to do yeah. that. <laughs> but in the world of hormones, that's not the way it is. Yeah. Uh, unless you unless you are done your due diligence and you've shopped and you found someone that you really knows how to do it Mm. so that's why you got to go shopping and find that right person and there's one way to do it is contact karina Mm. go to our website bright.live we've trained a lot of folks that's the main thing i do is train and mentor another way to do it is ask your women friends right the older women (laughs) invariably one of them is on exactly they look good they're on hormones in their 60s and would you, does it start like once you find your person and you find the person that's wor- willing to work with you individually and on a level that if you have certain goals of not taking a lot of prescriptions, but really nailing in which exact hormones you need replenishing, you said the estrogen family is super extensive in and of itself, progesterone. So once you find that person, what, what's the, what happens next? Because personally, just my story speaking, I have never had a hormone panel done. And my husband and I were just recently talking about this. Like I would love to, I just had my third baby in July and I don't feel as, I guess, postpartum as I did with my first, but I also had my first boy. And I'm not sure if those two are related, but also I'd love to know where I'm at and where I'm lacking because even though I am tired, I am having a hard time falling asleep. I do have a little anxiety. There's certain things that I would love to know which one I'm lacking. And then once I find that, you can move into telling us the best delivery method of if we were to get something to help us replenish our hormones. Um, You know, I've done thousands and thousands of blood tests for a lot of things. Testing hormones is tough. Mm. I mean, ideally, we would have done a hormone panel on you when you were regularly menstruating and you were 20. Right. Then we'd have something to compare it to. Mm -hmm. Right now, if you're not regular, Mm -hmm. have your periods returned super regular? Not yet, no. Mm -mm. You wouldn't be able to tell, I, I I wouldn't recommend that you test at all. 
Okay. But the interesting thing is, is these hormones are so powerful that the lack of them produce very identifiable symptoms. And you named numero uno. Hmm. You told me that you're progesterone deficient. Okay. <laughs> well, progesterone is the great calmer. Yes. Okay. That's what I need more of. Yes. And when a woman who leads a good life, I mean, we all have stress as a life. Right. But when a woman says the word anxiety and mm. we know she's basically an empowered woman with a good life, she wouldn't use the word anxiety. She'd say, well, yeah, there's mm. challenges in life. I got three kids. Right. But, but yes. I never had anxiety. I don't get the idea. Mm. That's usually a, uh, a signal. You know, I can't diagnose over the podcast here. Well, <laughs> but I want to give you my best shot at the same yeah, time. Yeah, no, I appreciate that it. But it's highly probable that you haven't had recovery of those ovaries to the point where you're putting out sufficient progesterone to balance your estrogen. Wow, that's super interesting. And so, you don't have the big calmer. Mm, Maybe during pregnancy, did you ever have some calm days? I did, yes, yes. Like some super calm days? Well, for the most part, because I do have two other, well, yeah, technically right. three other kids. <laughs> so for the most part, but would you say that, okay, let's, let's per se for, for the audience too, that I am progesterone deficient. Would my, would I turn to a holistic practitioner in the hormonal sector, I guess you could say, and then what would I take? Would I take a pill? Would I take a vitamin? Is Are there certain vitamins that would help? Is there a certain lifestyle change that would help? What do you say on that? Well, there's this whole world of health-oriented behaviors called great diet, nutritional supplements, exercise. Right. Oh, and there's exercise. And did I mention exercise? Oh. oh didn't I? Well, there's exercise. <laughs> there's also exercise. Hey, I just got back from the gym, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I am not but, deficient um, in exercise. <laughs> but there, it's not going to it's not going to do what you want for hormone recovery. Mm. And yeah, the hormones at a certain point need replenishing. Now, as you know, I I don't know how old you are, but many women recover pretty fully from pregnancy and mm -hmm. labor delivery. Mm -hmm. And it can take a while. And many women, they don't quite get that hormonal balance back. Yeah. So if you go to someone who knows what they're doing, they're going to take a very thorough medical history. Duh, that's how mm. we do it. Right. We ask a thousand questions. I think in our questionnaire, someone told me the number. I forgot. It was around. It was a lot. Wow. And th these hormones are so characteristic that we're able to identify insufficiencies. Mm. And then testing is not going to work in the perimenopause. Right. Uh, and so what we do is we start replenishing. Like, for example, in you, I have this theory mm -hmm. from what you told me that your progesterone hasn't recovered. So we give you some progesterone. And my favorite way to do it is by applying progesterone to the skin. Mm. And we've developed an organic oils base certified organic oils based to deliver the progesterone. Okay. Progesterone I'm super excited is, about that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And, and so you apply it to your skin and there's also other forms of progesterone. It turns out progesterone under, unlike estrogen and testosterone, progesterone can be given by mouth. I would wow. not recommend that for estrogen or testosterone, but progesterone can, but here we're dealing with prescriptions. Mm-hmm. So is the 
what you guys created, the USDA organic oil that you can put on your skin, do you need a prescription for that oil? Yes. Okay. And that's where like the telemedicine and your primary care would that's come right. in. Okay, perfect. And then you did say, and I will tell you how old I am. I am close to 40, but I won't tell you exactly. Does age matter when it comes to, you know, having children later? Because technically I am a geriatric pregnancy. That's what, you know, for my last, for my last two, that's, that's what I was actually for even my first. So, um, cause I didn't have my babies until I was in my thirties and my last one, you know, I am close to forties. So. <laughs> one could make a case that it's a good time to have babies. True. Yes. That, you, that your life is mature enough and you're mm-hmm. not trying to figure it out so much. Oh, thank God. To the kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I tell my 21 year old the same thing. I'm like, look, you have, you've got time. You've got time. She's good. She has a bunch of brothers, little brothers and sisters. So she's a fine. But when I, when I was thinking about it too, I like that you said that it's something that you can apply to the skin, the progesterone, but do you apply the estrogen like the progesterone? But, but I know the difference is you can take one orally and then my other question is on what if there's someone listening and maybe perhaps it's a male because there might be a few that listen to this show. But what if um, someone in that in, you know, the 30s age range has low testosterone? What is that really, you know, accumulated to? Well, men and women, again, we are our, our, our gonads, our testicles or our ovaries. Mm-hmm. Our greatest output is at the age of 20, and men and women decline. Wow. And some men are declining earlier, some men are declining later, but all men are declining. And at a certain point, you, you start experiencing symptoms of that decline. And one of the more common ones is loss of morning erection. Mm-hmm. Young, healthy, testosterone-rich men wake up with an erection in the morning. And mm-hmm. one of the first things that men will notice is that's not happening anymore. Libido drops, and then mm-hmm. even erectile function mm-hmm. can get compromised. And it varies. I mean, some men this is happening to in the 30s. Well, more men is happening to in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Most men is happening to in the 50s. The 50s there are yeah. exceptions. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions. Right. And by the 60s, almost all men, there is a rare exception. They're so low in testosterone that uh, they're having those symptoms that I was mentioning and some of the others as well. And so so they should be replenished too. And this is my beloved topical testosterone in my organic oil that I apply every single day. Is that in a glass jar? I can, because I can see you. So it's okay. Interesting. And so if that's something that between all the things that you have, the progesterone, the estrogen, and the testosterone, how would we, are are you going to send me, or I can reach out to Karina to get all the links. If people were interested in contacting you through their primary care or through their, their doctor to be able to try that. And then is there information that you have on your site in regards to those three things? Okay, great. Yeah. Well, the book for women, that's the best. Okay. And then the the best thing, the ultimately the best thing is to contact Karina and ask, have you trained anybody in are in my state so I can interview mm. them to see if I like them. That's great. 
And uh, anyone who's done our training had been through something. And then there's some that are, you know, really devoted to it, really specializing in it, because that's your job. Mm-hmm. And there's another way to find out the best hormone work by the ones who love it the most. They're going to find sooner or later the compounding pharmacists, mm. because it allows us to do an individualization and a precision and also use the same molecules that a woman's body uh, produced or a man's body produced. Wow. So there's 7,500 compounding pharmacies in the United States. So another resource for women and men is to actually go in person to your local compounding pharmacy. There's probably two or three in, or 10 in any big city mm-hmm. and ask to speak to the pharmacist. They're not going to necessarily do it by phone, but they will if you walk in. Right. And say, you must know who's prescribing hormones in our town. Who do you like? I Mm. want your favorite. Because these compounding pharmacists know. Because they can tell through the quality of the prescriptions who really knows what they're doing. That's brilliant. (laughs) You just gave us a backdoor secret to, to really seeking out the best. And... I love that you point out that, you know, each person, each woman is individual and they, that is a fantastic approach to, to care for health because it's not a one size fits all. It's not a, okay, slap a label on it. Here's your drugs kind of situation here. Would you agree with hormones? Oh, I, it's, well, when I started out in 93, there was very little known. Hmm. And so I figured I had to figure it out with women. Mm -hmm. They had the symptoms. I had access to prescribe the hormones and I gave them the two or three hormones and we started low and we would gradually increase and it would alleviate their symptoms. For example, they're having hot flashes Mm -hmm. and it was disrupting their sleep. They're waking up in the middle of the night and they couldn't fall back to sleep or they're having anxiety. And so I started uh, the woman on progesterone. She was still having periods, but she was having anxiety. And we started her on progesterone and we, gra- we started low and gradually increased her dose. And at a certain point, she's going to go, oh, my God, I'm myself again. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's and great. I find out women varied enormously as to what that number was. I couldn't they couldn't walk in the door and I could say, Oh, I need. I know you need fifty milligrams. Right. No, you can't range, figure that out. <laughs> yeah. The range was in my practice these days is anywhere from fifty to six hundred milligrams. Usually somewhere between fifty and three hundred. Wow. That's a, that's a wide range. Yeah, that's but that's too wide to to be able to just place it on it somebody else yes. entirely. Right. And it's, it's so individual. So, but what I learned is it doesn't matter. You start mm-hmm. low. You gradually increase. And when the woman says, wow, my anxiety is gone. I feel myself again. Mm. Well, we test women at that point. Right. Because we know a lot about testing and a lot about numbers. But we don't test them hormone-wise until that point. Well, when you multiply that by progesterone dose, estrogen dose, testosterone dose, you got three moving parts there. It's again, no problem. You just start low, you gradually increase, you alleviate the symptoms. And when a woman says, oh my God, I feel myself again, then we test her and confirm and do some tweaking of the dosages if we need to. Mm. 
And would you say that helps avoid risks like feeling off and starting very low will help avoid certain risks that might happen when replenishing your hormones? Should we talk about risk? It's up to you. Let's see. Let's it's see the elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, you can, you know what? Why don't you run through them? Because we're getting a little bit close here and I want everyone to know where to find you. So why don't you just run through maybe a few risks and then why why we should be well, just a little bit science. mindful. No matter what people have heard, mm-hmm. here's the science. And I put this in my book in chapter three. Women who are treated with hormones mm-hmm. are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who are not treated. Wow. That's the actual science. That's quite a statement. That's not what everybody right. heard. Right. But that's the actual science. And I can back all that up. And I, 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 I talk about it at length in my book. And women are scared of hormones because of that false reporting that took place in 2002. Mm-hmm. So even though we're all at risk for a lot of stuff. Right. On a daily cancers, basis. Mm-hmm. Women who are treated with hormones are less risk mm-hmm. for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who are not treated with hormones. And would you say that's because there's a deficiency in one or multiple of those hormones, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone that lead to those those other risks, correct? Well, low hormones are a problem. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so involved in energy production but hormones are not the cause of cancer. There are causes to cancer, and there's a lot of them. Right. But hormones aren't the cause. Low hormones don't give you uh, the health level. Mm-hmm. Like who, who did better with COVID? Women, mm-hmm. young women, because there's certain estrogen protections of the immune system. Right. They, they even f- f- find their way in there. But that's not the f- final bottom line. Mm-hmm. But having our hormones up to speed is very good idea. <laughs> and if you just, like you said a few moments ago, when a woman feels like, oh my gosh, the, the fogginess is gone, the cloudiness is gone, I feel more energized, less anxiety. And I, I really like that you said that you have your particular prescription, if you will, is oils and I find that very interesting because I don't think I've ever heard of that. I've heard of the pills and the creams and the gels, yeah. but I've never heard of your niche, I guess you, you can yeah. say. Well, it was accidental. Mm. I had been treating women for 10 years and I would write a prescription to my pharmacist and he would ship the hormones to the woman. Mm. And then 10 years into it, I had never seen a hormone, but he, my pharmacist made an error and shipped to the to my office rather than to my patient and i was fascinated i was curious i'd never seen a hormone <laughs> it was a white cosmetic jar i broke the seal opened it up and there was a real strong odor coming out of the gel and i did some research and found that these hormones are put into solution with strong solvents mm. so i was asking my women patients to apply a quart of solvent along oh, with and- hormones a year Wow. For 10, 20, 30 years. And here I am, a holistic doc trying to detoxify patients. <laughs> so we went on to invent and patent an organic oils delivery system. It's not a it's not a solution, it's a suspension. So I have to rotate my jar, my bottle, mm. and then draw up my dose. I love that you said, you know, here I am a holistic doctor and I'm asking them to put this on their skin. But but 
you know, you wouldn't have come to this conclusion with the oils if you hadn't have opened it probably that that's one day right. you, you received yeah. it. So yeah. that's amazing. And would you say that your progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone, the oils that you have for that is the, if not the most holistic replenishment on the market? Well, I want to give you my best shot. You bet I did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was, I knew you would say that. <laughs> well, and thank you. You might want to ask me, what am I taking? <laughs> oh, well, you, you gave me it. You showed me some of it. There okay. it is, yes. right there. Yeah. Testosterone in my organic oils. So where on, is each place on the skin a different place or does it matter? Well, the skin is absorptive. Mm-hmm. And it varies like this soft skin on the forearm. That's a really great absorptive surface, which is different than the soles of your feet. Mm. Now it would absorb from the soles of your feet, but I wouldn't recommend that as the place that right. you apply it. But we have videos in an app that instruct women and men how and where to apply it every day. Okay. Fantastic. I'm going to make sure I link your book and just where everyone can contact you in the show notes. But just for everyone who's listening, can you share your website and share where people can find you? And then if there's anything else you'd want to recap about hormones today, go ahead and do that. Well, um, our for the public, our website is bright.live, B-R-I-T-E dot, oh, that unusual thing, live, bright.live. <laughs> And then for professionals who are interested in our training and mentoring program, that's I-O-B-I-M, iobim.org. And I will put that in the show notes for everyone. I'll make sure to link your book. Thank you so much, Dr. David Rosensweet, for being here today. It was just an honor talking with you. And I will make sure that everyone can contact you. Thank you, Ashley. Pleasure to be with you. If this episode inspired you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you would leave a podcast review on your listening app of choice. Remember, the content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please seek the advice of your qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical or health condition. Remember, be bold, mama, and live well. Until next time.